This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. Hello. Hi. Um, we have so many things we want to get to today, yeah, but let's get with some show. fun announcements. Um, if you are in Chicago, then Saturday, October 5th at 5 p.m., we are doing a meetup yes. somewhere, and Fat whatever Cat? Facebook tells me to go to. <laughs> it's at Fat Cat. It's right by the Lawrence Red Line stop in Uptown at Lawrence and Broadway. Um, just Come show on up. Down. We'll be there at 5. We've got some tables reserved. It's all like, you know, everybody's getting their own drinks. We're not We're trying just to fuck with like a tab. And We're not recording. Going to hang out. Yep. Say hi. You guys can meet my brother. Like, it's just all very exciting. No one knows I'm coming. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, yeah, hope to see you there. Uh, another thing is I just launched a YouTube channel oh. at long last uh, after a long time of being away from the Atheist Voice channel that I uh, was doing. Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, I would ask you, please give it a shot. It's youtube.com slash friendly atheist one. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't let me do it without the one. Really? Even though that channel is not taken. But anyway, it's friendly <laughs> atheist one. It really is. Um, <laughs> just subscribe. I've it's posted like a, a few things already. Like Fred 562118. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, come yeah. on, guy. Couldn't get just Fred. Too bad. <laughs> um, so, anyway, there's that YouTube channel. Some stuff is up there already. Check it out. So, well, I have someone to talk to to the camera, through the camera. I don't know how it yeah, works. Yeah, no, you're um, really selling that. <laughs> and the other thing is uh, next Saturday on October. Uh, that would be the 12th. Uh-huh. Um, uh, California Free Thought Day is taking place in oh, the cool. Capitol building uh, in Sacramento. I'm going to be there. Monica Miller, oh. uh, who is the American Humanist Association's uh, legal director, is also speaking there. Debbie Goddard, who is uh, working with American Atheists now, is mm-hmm. also speaking there. Um, I believe registration is still open. So if you're near Sacramento, come on down. It'll cool. be fun. Um, okay, let's get to some of these stories because, oh, my God. God, there's so many crazy things going on right now. Yeah. I wanted to start off with this story um, because it made got so many headlines. It's about uh, the cop who killed a black man in his yeah, own home. Yeah, this has been all over the um, And I'm not talking about the racial component so much, but if you're not familiar with the story, a Dallas police officer named Amber Geiger, about a year ago, walks into her apartment and she sees this black man named Botham Jean who's sitting there. She assumes he's an intruder. Mm-hmm. She pulls out her gun. It had been like a long shift. She comes home, pulls out her gun, shoots him. He dies. Turns out it's not her apartment. It's his apartment. She walked into someone else's apartment, shot a black guy who was literally just sitting at his own home. It's um, her apartment was literally like one floor below. Is that or what it above. was? So she just, I don't know, assumed it was her apartment, but it wasn't. Anyway, she's been sentenced now. She was found guilty recently. Yeah. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison. She could get out in five. Yeah, which is There's a debate over, you know, low. should that be much longer? She walked she, into she, somebody else's house and killed him. And now, yeah. Um, she could have gotten 99 years in jail, effectively a life sentence. She did not, so she could be out in five. Dif- so that's a separate issue. Yeah. But this week, after they did the sentencing hearing, and she, would get, she was given five, uh, five to ten years, effectively, two things happened that, I, that made the news beyond the racial component and the cop shooting another black guy and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was that the victim's brother was allowed to give a victim impact statement. Uh-huh. And what he said, which has, it was the front page of like local papers mm-hmm. in Texas and stuff. Uh, he basically said he only had love for Amber Geiger, the woman who shot his brother. Mm-hmm. He said he forgave her, um, which, all right, if that's what you want, I don't know that. I don't know that that's my position to be like yeah. judgy about that. Yeah. Yes. I have thoughts about it, but yes. I don't, who cares agree, what I agree, think? Agree, agree, um, But he forgave her. He also said if there was one thing his brother would have wanted her to do, it would be to accept Christ, which again, mm-hmm. um, I have thoughts about that, but who cares what I think? Yeah. Cause that's what he said and that's what he wanted and let right. him have that, whatever. Right. If that's how he wants to grieve, let him grieve. And then he asked the judge if he could give her a hug. And after like a long pause, I think where the judge is checking with everyone, yeah. she's like, yes. And he goes to give her a hug. 
And okay, that was the scene. That was the picture that so many people saw about the brother of the man this woman shot and killed, giving her a hug and forgiving her. Okay, fine. Again, Mm -hmm. thoughts abound, but no one cares. Not our business. That's what he wanted to do. He did it. All right, fine. I'm not even going to say, yay, that's a beautiful, good thing. Mm. Who cares? Yeah, our opinion does not matter. Okay, my issue I I have an opinion. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) My issue is what happened after that, Mm. which I think everyone can give their opinion on, which is that the judge in this case stepped out of the room for a second, Mm -hmm. comes back in with a Bible in hand, and she goes to greet the victim's family, which is fine. She goes to greet the now convicted murderer, Amber Geiger, which is, again, also fine. The judge can, you can have your emotions. You can, like, uh, separate yourself from the robe right. and just say, look, I, I hope you redeem yourself. Yeah. I, you're going to go to jail. Good luck to you. Yeah. That's fine. That's not an issue. She hugged the, the murderer, mm-hmm. which, again, if you want to say that's empathy and that's a way of saying, look, you're a human. You're not just a robot giving down a sentence. Right. Okay, fine. But here's what she did that I don't appreciate. I'm going to read this from a news summary of what she did with the Bible in hand. She said to Geiger, the murderer, Mm -hmm. you can have mine. I have three or four at home. Um, And they're talking inaudibly in some ways. But she says when we could hear her, this is your job, opening that Bible. Uh, She mentions Mm -hmm. John 3.16, you know, Jesus is... Real deep dig. Real deep one, yeah. <laughs> That's the verse no one's ever heard yeah. of. But says, this will strengthen you. She said, quote, you just need a tiny mustard seed of faith. You start with this. Um, and later on, the judge said that she was doing all this, being a compassionate person. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, it's not because I'm good. It's because I believe in Christ. And basically what she said to the victim is, uh, I'm sorry, to the murderer is, you know, now that you're going to be in jail, mm-hmm. study the Bible. Accept Jesus. This is what you ought to be doing. It's the, it's the only way, effectively, that you can forgive yourself for what you did. And that was it. It's not like Amber Geiger complained. We, she hasn't said anything. She's convicted. Who cares now? Like, she's right. off. Um, I have a lot of questions about that. But uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation has since sent a letter um, to the Texas like judicial ethics, whatever their official title is, mm-hmm. saying she totally overstepped her line here. We have no problem with the compassion and right. showing that to the victim and to the murderer, but at no point should a judge be saying, let me tell you about Jesus. Right. And the issues that come with that are like, first of all, like what are, what are you doing? But why is it the judge's job to say you need to accept Jesus? Why is she pretending religion is good? Why is she giving a sermon? Why is she giving the murderer a Bible? And yeah. what happens if if Geiger was like, I'm not Christian? What if she later on, five years down the road, says, I've become an atheist yeah. or I've become Muslim? Yeah. What happens to her? Does she get off her good behavior then? <sighs> yeah, it's not great. It really is. And, and I get I, I get it to some extent that like this was a conversation they were having and the judge was doing what she thought was a good empathetic move. But oof, it was not appropriate at all. What if the uh, murderer was Muslim? Yeah. Then what would the optics look like? What if the judge was Muslim saying, if you just read the Quran? Yeah, I think that's always the most helpful um, way to view this. If you're If you're not seeing what the problem is there is like, if somebody handed somebody the Quran, would we? Would everybody be like, "Oh my God, it's so sweet"? Religion, like it's, it would be inappropriate because you're pushing your religion on somebody else, somebody who has not expressed interest in it, and especially not in your role as an authority figure, as a fucking judge, as a government yeah. figure, no less. This is not a person-to-person thing. That's why when Botham Jean's brother said effectively the same thing, who cares? Right. That's a personal thing. Right. That that victim family has a right to say what they want to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. No one's complaining about them. No. Not any legal reasons or right. anything. The judge is a different story. Yeah. Um, and again, if the shoe were on the other foot, if this were any other religion, if this were atheism, mm-hmm. I think everyone would be complaining about it. 
all the people who are saying, look at what that judge did. Because Franklin Graham, the other religious right figures are all like, look at what this amazing judge did and showed. Look at her compassion. That wasn't compassion. No. That was religious preaching disguised as compassion. Yeah. Not um, right. And if the victim accepts, Je- I'm sorry, if the murderer accepts Jesus while she's in prison, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean she's redeemed. It doesn't mean she's a better person. No, John Wayne Gacy found God in, yeah. in jail too. So Actually, I think he was religious before. The fact that any court, yeah. any judge suggests that accepting Christianity is like the path to redemption mm-hmm. is the wrong move. It's completely inappropriate. So yeah. beyond all the other aspects of this case that are disturbing and worth discussing. Right. This one kind of came out of nowhere after already a controversial sentencing mm-hmm. followed by this. Like, what are you doing yeah, at that point? Not, not a good look at all. Do you want to talk about something happier? Sure. Guess who got fired from Fox news? And I they think fire of, people. That's right. And think about what do you have to do to get fired from who got Fox? Fired? Todd Starnes. Really? The guy whose entire shtick is everything Fox says is true, all of you liberal liars. That's his whole thing. For what? That's their brand. Well, so this is up in the air. Like, why are they firing the guy who basically is the mouthpiece for everything they stand for? Um, And by the way, so they didn't, what they did is they didn't fire him. That's not the word that was used. They chose not to renew his contract. And that was announced this week. But basically, Todd Starnes, who writes articles for their website, basically saying, look, a high school public football, public high school football coach wants to pray with his team. What's wrong with that? Well, those Wisconsin-based atheists Uh say no. (laughs) That's what he does for their website. Yeah. And he hasn't been seen on TV as much recently, but they kind of relegated him to Fox Nation, which is their subscription-based service. That's what I think Tommy Lahren is on, though she's on TV a lot, too. That's like Fox says, give us money. You'll get premium content. Uh. This is the Netflix of Fox and you get Todd Starnes and you have to pay money to get him. My personal guess. I was so much happier before I knew that was a thing. Uh Uh-huh. People are paying to hear Todd Starnes. Um, My Hey, donate to our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com slash only these podcasts. I think what happened is that whatever he was writing for their website, no one was linking to it because, like, why would you link to a Todd Starnes piece unless you're mocking it? Yeah. No one was getting news from him because right. he just bullshits. And I'm guessing that Fox Nation, no one was really paying to listen to Todd Starnes. He's not what's driving their subscriptions. Sure. So ultimately, they're like, yeah, okay, you do everything. You say all the right things to them. Mm-hmm. But you don't do anything for us. Right. Like, we can find another talking head that doesn't have any thought Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's worth listening to. Those are a dime a dozen at Fox. So I think that's why they didn't renew his contract. He wasn't bringing them any added anything. Yeah, no Um, no value added. All of this came days after Robert Jeffress, who's an evangelical pastor, a Baptist pastor. Mm -hmm. um, He was on Todd Starnes' Fox Nation show and Starn said something like, Nancy Pelosi said, let's pray for our country. What does she know about prayer? Ooh, good burn. Uh-huh. And Robert Jeffress is like, yes, Democrats pray to the demon god Moloch, <laughs> uh, who is a child sacrificing demon god. Moloch. Yeah. And Are you sure that's Robert Je- I hope I'm pronouncing. To- I don't want to offend Moloch. Book? But Robert Jeffress has also said Democrats are godless, so I don't know. Make up your mind. Are we godless or do we pray to the demon <laughs> god who eats the babies? Oh, but basically, I like this guy. there were all these headlines like Todd Starnes guests like Democrats pray to Moloch, the demon god. And then Todd Starnes basically got fired. They were like, oh, it's because of that comment. And I just want to shake people and be like. That's not why. No. That's not the dumbest thing Todd Starnes has like had on his not show in the past mile. week. <laughs> like you're all like, look at the crazy thing they said. It's like, no, that's par for the course. Right. If you listen to this guy, which sadly I do, like this stuff is insane. So it wasn't because of that comment. Todd Starnes said this has been in the works for a while, mm. so he must have known this was coming. Is he like retiring? No, he's actually. What do you think he's doing? He's doing what all Fox News, Glenn Beckian types do. He has set up like Starnes Media Group. Oh. I was gonna say I don't know. <laughs> like I feel like failed 
right wingers end up on Fox News. I don't know what happens when I they know. fail out of Fox News. Then they news. just start their own Fox yeah. News because someone's dumb enough to buy that. Y'all, so that's if where Fox he is News now. is too far left for you, I don't know what to <laughs> tell you, bud. Yeah, so that's an actual thing that happened. Um, can I talk about a sort of conspiracy theory Go that I'm it. sort of obsessed with? Um, do you know who Todd Phillips is? Todd Phillips? Yeah. Mm, go on. Okay. Um, so Todd Phillips is a director. Um, his big works were, his big movies were um, um, The Hangover and um, Old School. Okay. Have you heard of I watched movies? Old School. You will never believe how many times I've watched Old School. Wait, really? I know. College. That is literally, I was in a dorm Jesus. with three other guys it played every damn day we kept a running tally. I know every line of that movie. That's sort of a lot for me to take in right now. So I'm just going to leave that for now. Earmuffs. <laughs> um, no, and like, listen, I went to college too. But basically, I saw these old are... School. It's, it's, frat, it's a frat. It's, it's frat comedy yeah. and, and like dude comedies. Yeah, totally. And it's, All right. it is what it is. It yeah. does what it does successfully. There's a little Indian kid in old school who looks like me when I was in sixth grade and it's creepy. Uh, oh, I thought... Like every time that character appeared on the screen, <laughs> everyone would just look at me and then I would like flip my dorm mates the bird and then we wow, would move on with our lives. Wow, you're so cool. Anyway, um, so Todd Phillips is kind of in the news right now because he is uh, he directed the movie Joker or The Joker. I do not care. Um, so he has made headlines recently because um, he said... That, so he took a turn from like these really broad frat comedies to Joker, the Joker movie, which is like a dark, you know, superhero, anti-hero thing. And so he was talking about why he moved from comedy to, to drama-ish, and he said the following, quote, Go try to be funny nowadays with this woke culture. There were articles written about why comedies don't work anymore. I'll tell you why. Because all the fucking funny guys are like, fuck this shit because I don't want to offend you. It's hard to argue with 30 million people on Twitter. You, can't do, you just can't do it, right? So you go, I'm out. I'm out. And you know what? With all my comedies, I think, I think that's what comedies in general all have in common is that they're irreverent. So I go, how do I make something irreverent but fuck comedy? Oh, I know. Let's take the comic book movie universe and turn it on its head with this. And so that's where... That's where that really came from, meaning his... I don't think I've heard anyone in the past year say the word woke other than older white guys who are pretending to make fun of liberals, but they're not good at it. It's the same when we've, like, triggered. Like, it's just been co-opted away from us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, if you use it, you're part of the problem. Yeah. You're not actually addressing the issue. And you clearly don't understand why people have used the word. Right. So, um, so this came out, I think, on my birthday, because I remember, like, actively not reading it, because I didn't want to get mad at dinner. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, so, um, this caught a lot of flack. Um, a lot of comedians who, guess what, there's still a fucking lot of comedians working right now who have managed to not drop F-slurs into their routine or punch down, um... So anyway, I was sort of like, okay, this fucker. And then um, my friend Anne sent me this clip of Joaquin Phoenix, who plays the titular Joker, on, <laughs> on, uh, he was on Kimmel. And Kimmel was like, oh, what was the set like? And Joaquin Phoenix was like, oh, it was really fun. We really enjoyed the work, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to like a 90-second clip of him just being a nightmare person on the set and like yelling at a dude. And it cuts back to Joaquin Phoenix, and he looks like fucking shook. Like, really taken aback and whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, a guy got called out on his, like, shitty behavior. And he was like, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by this. I'm, I'm, I can't believe it happened. Obviously, I'll, what, I'm sorry. And th- and I was like, wow, that's kind of a bold step for a Jimmy Kimmel figure to, to call a white dude out on his shitty white dude behavior. And then I was, like, watching some breakdowns of it. And now I think that this Todd Phillips thing about like the anti-woke culture thing, yeah. the Joaquin Phoenix thing, I think it's a publicity stunt. I think this movie is... The reviews I've seen have been like, meh, it's yeah. pretty bad. So that's the thing is... So they're desperate for people. That's exactly what it is. Like nobody gives a fuck about this movie. And so they need to make people care about it. And so they're tapping like 
incel alt alt right white guys and trying to tap that market. Anyway, I've been kind of obsessed with it because I saw like Joaquin Phoenix reaction to like showing that video was like genuine. I thought genuinely uncomfortable. And he did the thing where he like loosened his tie. I was like, Oh, do people do that in real life? (laughs) So anyway, it's just like a fun conspiracy theory that I've been conspiracy theory, a publicity stunt theory that I've been playing with. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think um, Todd Phillips is a nightmare human or do you think he is trying to drum up? And and two things can be true. I I don't have an opinion because I haven't thought about this guy. Uh-huh. But it's, I, if he's out there just complaining that oh people can't be funny because they're trying to be woke, like no, you're right. There are plenty of people who are funny right yeah. now. And I, like, I haven't seen old school in a minute. But if you're not funny, it's because your old comedy shit hasn't held up over time. Like, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen old school in a minute. But like, I'm sure there were things in I'm there sure that there I would find that offensive. Are not great, but like I don't think overall it's like a shitty rapey. Movie. Oh, I'm sure there were parts of it that it? were. I could I'm be sure in retrospect, it's been a long time. Yeah, but whatever. Like, if it doesn't hold up, it doesn't hold up. But to complain about the people who are looking for actual funny stuff now, right. as if you're the problem. Yeah, eh, make a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about this thing. So, th- this came out late last night. Here's some backstory to set this up. About a month ago, there was a story in Slate. Uh, one of their writers who focuses on religion, Ruth Graham, she wrote this piece about Archbishop Theodore McCarrick from the Catholic Church. This guy is probably the highest-ranking U.S. Catholic official okay. who was ac- credibly accused of oh. sexual assault. He resigned. The church basically booted him out, mm-hmm. and then he resigned from his position. So he's this ex-archbishop, which is like a pretty powerful thing to be an ex-anything right. of. And now here's the question they had for this guy. Like, what do you do with him? Because he he wasn't convicted in a court of mm-hmm. any wrongdoing. Statute of limitations had long expired. Mm-hmm. But they there's good reason to believe he did some shit. Right. To the point where even the Catholic Church is like, you can't be here anymore. Yeah. So he didn't get convicted of any wrongdoing. They don't want him. Where does this guy go? Because he was, he spent his entire life in the Catholic Church. I don't know what the, like, pension system is like he's basically the catholic church still kind of owes him one for his lifetime of dedication but Mm. so basically they said we're going to move you to this small isolated community in kansas where you could live basically in isolation small church we got a little space for you there go live so they relocate him to a different catholic church yes but but he's not working for the church he's literally like a hermit sitting in the attic now that's where he's living And that was what the story was about. Like, she basically said, what's he up to? Because we haven't heard a peep from this guy. Um, And by the way, when he moved there, it was very close to an elementary school. (laughs) And that was the story when he moved there. And basically, and the school didn't know about this at first. And... But long and short of it, nothing's happened. He he doesn't have anything to do with the school. He just sits up in his attic. And she got an interview with him, and he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. And, okay, whatever. The kid was asking for but it. But here's the thing. Here's what this story last night was all about. The Associated Press says, you know, in the past year, a couple of years, the Catholic Church, various dioceses, have released names of priests and other clergy members who have been credibly accused of sexual abuse. And they said, here's the full list. This is everything we've got. A bunch of these guys are dead because this happened in the 60s and 70s. They don't live here anymore. They don't live anymore. They don't work for us anymore. Um, And look, if there are people who still work for us, we will disassociate ourselves with them. Like, get off our backs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So all these churches have released these long lists of names. And so the Associated Press said, well, okay, you've released about, let's say, five, what did they say? Like 5,100 names wow. have been released from all these Catholic churches in the country over the past few years. Most of them, three-fourths of them, came in the past year. Mm-hmm. 2,000 of them, by their count, are still alive. Hmm. So they don't work for the church anymore, mm-hmm. but they haven't been convicted of anything. Where are these people? And so they dug into all of them. Where is everybody on this list? Because, like, they weren't accused or they weren't caught, but they were accused. Yeah. What do you do with them? And what they found is about 1,700 of them are basically just around. 
They're just living and doing their thing in just your got community. A retail job and yeah. And <laughs> here's what they wrote. Um, this is kind of the the big graph. These priests, deacons, monks, and lay people now teach middle school math. They counsel survivors of sexual assault. They work as nurses and volunteer at nonprofits aimed at helping at-risk kids. They live next to playgrounds and daycare centers. They foster and care for children. And in their time since leaving the church, dozens have committed crimes, including sexual assault and possessing child pornography. Oh, my yeah. God. The AP's reporters, uh, the two reporters on this story are Claudia Lauer and Megan Hoyer. And along with their researchers, they said hundreds of priests, largely unwatched by church and civil authorities, because what are you going to watch them for? Yeah. Chose careers that have put them in new positions of trust and authority. And 90, Fuck. 90, Wait, don't these people call references? So, good question. Thank like, you. if you're getting hired somewhere, aren't they going to check into your past? And the truth is, a lot of these people just kind of, what are you going to just don't write the Catholic Church down? And when they don't, when they have a gaping hole on their resume, it's like, well, all right, we'll deal with it because whatever, we need you to take this job or we're looking for bodies to do some stuff. But 91 of them have licenses to work with kids as school administrators or counselors. That's fucking ratchet. Uh-huh. A bunch of them couldn't be tracked at all, despite their the AP's best efforts. But again, like, and if they're living next to you or something, uh, why would you Google them? You know what I mean? Oh like, my God, yeah. Most people, most regular people are not going to be like, well, that stranger at the school was nice to me. Let me go hunt them down and yeah, figure I out mean, their past. At best, you would do a search of like the local sex offender registry, but it, they're not going to be on that. But they're that. not going to be on there because they like haven't been accused. You're not going to individually look convicted. up all of your kids' teachers. Right, right. God, should we be doing that? Oh, God. Yeah, so that's what they found last night. They were like 1,700 people we found, oh my God. and they're just around. They live everywhere. Have fun Almost with that. Almost like the Catholic Church policing themselves wasn't a good yeah. idea. They How did the Catholic Church find something worse than Catholic beliefs to unleash upon the world? <sighs> They found a way. Christ. Okay, and with that in mind, here's a different one that was also disturbing. Local story, but Tennessee, here's the backstory. This woman, uh, her name was in the document, so I'll say it, Shandel Marie Riley. She said, um, back in February of this year, she was driving at night. She pulled into a gas station, filled up her car, bought some cigarettes, and then she was driving to go visit her son. I don't know why she doesn't have custody, but she was going to visit her son who lives with someone else, not the father or something, whatever, who cares? A friend, yeah. She went to go visit her son. When she got there, it turned out cops had been tailing her since the gas station. Mm -hmm. And so she pulls into the driveway to go see her son, the cops are like, get out of your car. And she's like, why am I getting out of my car? And they search her, and they're touching her inappropriately everywhere. Yeah, it's... Um, it's uh, So they accused her of having meth. Yeah. And she said that um, they asked her to reach under her shirt and pull out her bra and shake the bra and the shirt. And Riley asked if she could have a female officer present, and they said no. Shook out her bra. She said she admitted to having a roach mm-hmm. on her, which she gave them. Um, but at some Did point... Did you have to Google what a roach was, Hammett? I, I knew that one. <laughs> I understand stuff. <laughs> but then they asked her at some point, the, the cop in question here, Daniel Wilkie, who's a deputy mm-hmm. uh, with the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, uh, asked her like if she was saved and if she believed in Jesus. And she said she did believe in Jesus, but she wasn't saved by her own choice. Right. So he says to her, like, go get some towels. So she runs into the house, tells her friend, I need towels. And her friend's like, the fuck? What? Why? And she's like, I need towels. She goes to get the towels. And basically he says, we're going to baptize you. And if And if you did that, he said... Uh, the cop said, I'm only going to give you a criminal citation for the marijuana, Yeah, but like, come with me. And so, of course, she goes with him. What else are you going to do? So she goes with him. Another cop shows up on the scene as a witness, and the cop asks her, do you want to strip down? She's like, no. Nah. She, uh, then he says, all right, well, I'm going to strip down to his boxers. 
Um, they go into a local lake. He baptizes her. She says when it's all over and they're drying off, the other witness cop smirked at her. Um, and she said she felt horribly violated, but she never felt free to simply ignore him. And the cop's write-up about their citation regarding her has nothing about a baptism. It just cited her. Like, why were they following her in the first place? Yeah. The citation says a tinted window violation, like she had it and she shouldn't have, and license tag obstruction. Pretty low-key reasons to follow someone and And do all And order them out of their car. Yeah. She's now suing the two deputies and the Hamilton County government. Mm -hmm. Um, It was part of a longer lawsuit. Uh, I'm not quite sure why other names were added to this, but basically the lawsuit is for a million dollars in compensatory damages, Mm -hmm. 10 million in punitive damages, punitive damages. But basically, like, I'm very curious. What would have happened if she didn't get baptized Again, what if she weren't brown? Yeah. Or what if she weren't white? If she were brown instead? What if she were Muslim? What is the county going to do about this? What punishment do the cops get? Well, and why were the cops touching her? Yeah, and also Wilkie has another um, complaint against him for excessive force. So, like, he's a capital B bad guy mm-hmm. and hope- hopefully will be fired. Like, it's so beyond the pale. It's just so... Completely disturbing... So fucked up. Oh, all right. Like what? I don't get it. There's, oh, I need a palate cleanser of okay. something that's not disturbing. Uh, so here's one that's disturbing in a different way. Um, <laughs> hey, our favorite Christian moms group is back. Million moms? Uh-huh, all three of them. They <laughs> are angry at? Ooh. Um, at? Um, um, NBC. Mattel. Mattel. Mattel, the Barbie people. Oh, Why are they mad at the Barbie people? For the gender neutral. Gender neutral <laughs> dolls. They are now selling gender neutral dolls. And according to One Million, the One Mom at One Million Moms, <laughs> Mattel has actually created a toy that glorifies gender inclusivity and ignores one's biological sex. Mattel is confusing our innocent children by attempting to destroy very definitive gender lines. This is the most ridiculous toy. I mean, they we got have all the facts right. <laughs> like the thing is, if you hadn't read out with that tone of voice, I'd been like, "Yeah, cool, good job, Mattel." <laughs> like <laughs> the mom also wrote, "Mattel is following a trend to desensitize America by telling children they can be whatever gender they want to be." That one is wrong. The kids are not picking and choosing. No. They are what they are. And yeah. these dolls help, like, see themselves in these dolls. Dress them up how you want to dress them up. And by the way, this is by far not the worst thing Mattel has done. Stereotypical Barbie uh-huh. has done way more damage yeah. to kids than oh, yeah. any of these dolls ever will. Yeah. When I was a kid, I could never look like Barbie. It was very <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> but the fact, like, to complain, like, this is a ridiculous toy. You guys complained about Kit Kats and their commercials, and you got mad at Burger King for their depression boxes. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> they got mad God, at... they pick weird They got battles. mad at American Girls Magazine because an ad in the magazine had two dads buying a doll for their girls. <laughs> oh, my God. And Oh, my God. It's so, like... It's just Uh-oh. the death One rattles. One million mom. And then this other story happened last week just after we recorded, and I've been waiting all week to say this one. Okay, again, here's the backstory you got to know. In Colorado, in Del Norte, Colorado, I don't know where it is, they do this thing locally. Del Norte? I thought about that. No, it's Del Norte. I had to go look this up. Um, But they have a thing called Rural... English is such a beautiful language. Rural Philanthropy Days. It's a little conference. And what they do is they say, look, some of these local organizations, they give out grant money to nonprofits. Hey, nonprofit leaders in our area, come together and we'll give you best practices. How do you get this money? Uh Let's network to help you out. And by doing this over, uh, I think, several years now, they've given away like $22 million in grant money to various nonprofits. Awesome. Uh, it's a secular group. I mean, they they help everybody. And I guess they were going to meet in Del Norte recently. And they're like, where can we find a spot in the area that will host like 300 or so people? Mm-hmm. And the answer, like one of the bigger venues in the community was a local church, which happens a lot. It's why some districts are like our graduation ceremony will be held at a church. Mm-hmm. And if you it's 
controversial. There's a line to be drawn, but yeah. whatever. That's why they do it. Right. It's not because the event is religious. It's because the churches are sometimes the biggest venues in town. Mm-hmm. So they had rural philanthropy days at Gateway Church in Del Norte. And so this was two weeks ago, I believe, two weekends ago. And one of the speakers, like the church has nothing to do with the event. Sure. They're just the hosts. One of the speakers on the first day was a guy named uh, Justin Garut. Um, I believe the pronoun Justin uses is they. I'll try to get that right. But Justin was speaking on behalf of a different organization. Basically, he was speaking as a good storyteller. Okay. That was the session Justin was invited to. Like, right. tell us about the power of a good story. And that's something nonprofits need to be able to do to get grant money. Okay. And so Justin spoke about how, as a gay person, he had to come out, and that was a really tough thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he talked about his... They. The, they oh, sorry. Um, they talked about the work reducing LGBTQ suicide among kids. Mm-hmm. Powerful story, shared their own story yeah. to go along with that. You can see why they were talking about that. Okay. Sure. Apparently, unbeknownst to me, the microphone was cut off at some point as Justin's giving the speech. Pastor Greg uh, says, uh, Craig Schaefer, who is the pastor of this church, apparently cut off Justin's <gasps> microphone and actually said in his ear, there. like, that, so, okay, yes, said in their ear, like, watch what you say. Holy shit! And Justin said that when the microphone was turned back on, the volume was lower, like, but Justin got through the speech, got a standing ovation, and honestly, no one said anything of this. That like, is the most sinister shit I have ever heard in my entire yeah. life. That is horror movie grade. Pastor Greg Schaefer then, last week, and this is why I heard about this, gave a sermon on Sunday, like right after the conference ended. Uh-huh. And among the things, Sha- and okay, this is the story. That was all the setup. Right. Greg, Pastor Greg says to his congregation, like, yeah, we hosted this conference here and it was all good except for one part. <gasps> there was a speaker uh, that shared some things we're not in line with as a church. Oh, no. And basically he says, you know, if there's a message from this stage that does not agree with who we are as a people, we need to say that. We need to make that clear. Do you ever get in a moment, and I'm quoting him, do you ever get in a moment where you say, okay, this isn't happening right now, where this guy's getting up and saying, I've embraced my homosexuality, and I've given up on God, and God can't help me. He's a hindrance and a person that makes me feel guilty, and so did the priest, and so I walked away. And everybody said, hey, yay, all right, everybody claps. And here are Hank and I, like a biblical moment, what are we going to do in that moment? I'll step in here. The answer is nothing. nothing. You're not a part of this. Absolutely this isn't not. about you. Why was he there? I guess to you help with... You don't even with, go to this school. Yeah, I think it's to help with sound. I don't know. But pastor says later... <laughs> sound tech. Yeah, th- he's talking about homosexuality. That is a hot topic if you're not aware, as if no one's aware. The LGBT movement, Q, X, Y, all the extras, the letters that are getting put on. Oh, there's that's a, an original joke. Mm-hmm, there's a push out there that's going into our school systems. It's coming into our churches, blah, blah, blah. Um, now, let me say, I, we don't endorse homosexuality in this church. We don't. We believe it's a sin, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes it comes in. Yep. And then at one point, he says, I'm going to ask you all to bow your heads with me, mm-hmm. and we just do a one-prayer cleansing of this sanctuary. Oh, my God. So they pray, they cleanse the church. And did, were they successful? Um, no, because that doesn't <laughs> do anything. <laughs> But anyway, someone sent video, like start, someone took video of this. You could hear in the video, like, shh, shh, don't interrupt. Like, we got to hear this shit that's going down. Really? Yeah. Like, you could hear the voices in the background. Someone's like sneaking in to yes, get, they like, got the recording of this sermon. Puts in their front pocket. Yeah. And so you could see the, the crappy handheld sort yeah. of camera of this sermon. It starts getting out. That's how I hear about this thing. I asked Justin, like, hey, what's up with this? Justin finally writes to me and says, Pastor Greg cut my mic and exclaimed from the sound booth, I needed to watch what I say. Blah, blah, blah. My mic was eventually turned on, albeit at what seemed like a much lower volume. Um, Despite all of this, the hundreds of folks in attendance gave me a standing ovation. I know firsthand how homophobic remarks like Pastor Greg's increase the fear and negative health outcomes of LGBTQ people. So that happened. (sighs) And then, and then, days later after... This story starts getting out. I cannot believe there's more. He po- By the way, he's now taken down that video. He being 
Pastor Greg. Okay. Is then it he, Greg or Craig? Uh, Pastor Greg Schaefer. Okay. Then he posts an apology via, not an apology, he posts a statement <laughs> on the church's Facebook site, which has also been taken down, but I got screenshots. Yep. He cleansed the post. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> I got screenshots. He basically says, I don't have a problem with the guy being gay. I have a problem with the guy talking about being gay. Sure. The same thing. Thing. Sure, cool. <laughs> cool as usual, Pastor Craig. He also pretended he was doing everyone a favor by letting Justin finish the speech. Wow. Even though the church wasn't so involved brave. in this. He said, if I were to come into somebody's house and disrespect their beliefs, uh, their convictions and their way of life, I would think that's insensitive. Like they oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Justin was on being sensitive. You got it, dude. Mm-hmm. You really found the moral. He then blamed, the pastor blamed the whole world for what he did. It's been a week filled with misunderstanding and misrepresentation of who I am and who we are as a church. Dude, we got you on video. You said it. We yeah. didn't take you out of context. That's what, like, that's what kills me about things right now, especially, like, with all the shit that's going down with Trump. Of like, People are like... Well, let's just wait till we get all the facts. Like, no, we have the he facts. He admitted it. You're <laughs> not, your refusal to acknowledge what the facts are is not, like, isn't saving anybody from anything. If you took everything Trump is saying and said this came in a secretly recorded conversation, oh then people would take it seriously. But because he just says out in the open, yeah, I did the things you're all accusing me of, then people are like, well, I guess it's not that big of a deal. And that's what this pastor's doing. He's like, "How the secret recording, oh my God, how dare you misinterpret me? And then finally, he's like, uh, late, recently, locally, there was a pride fest that took place a few weeks ago. I did not respond negatively, even though I heard it on the radio every day, saw it advertised. I did not go to Pride Day and protest waving signs or shouting. Like, he wants a cookie for cool. that. You are one step above a terrible these, human. All these people did not go to his church unannounced and say, we're going to totally protest your church's right. beliefs, because that doesn't happen. Like, oh, my God. So anyway, go, Justin. Go the rural philanthropy days, people. Yeah. But also, this pastor is just despicable. And he's on camera saying all the things everyone said he was saying. So what are you talking about? Yeah, it's sort of a lot to... Oh, my God. Um, Pew Research Center, by the way, also came out with a different study this week. I feel like Pew's been coming in hot and heavy recently. Uh, They had a lot. It was about religion in public schools. But this was the big takeaway for me. What percentage of kids 13 to 17 said, I have had a teacher lead the class in prayer? Zero percent. Would be the right answer, <laughs> but it's not the Pew answer. Wait, I'm sorry. Did, did you specify public school? Public school. Okay. Yep. Oh, God. What percent of teens currently Tell in public schools? Tell me it's schools? like 10%. Yeah, it's it's 8%. Okay. It's 12 in the South. Well. And the one, ca- it's 2% in like the Northeast, uh, 7 in the Midwest, 6 in the West. But the one caveat here is... Pew asked, have you ever had a teacher do this sort of thing? Mm-hmm. It's possible they went to private Christian schools in the past where that's sure. not a weird thing. But So well, take that into account. But yeah. also, the answer is still not going to be zero, even if you take yeah. that into account. So that's messed up. Actually, I've never asked this. Have you ever had a teacher kind of cross a line in terms of religion with you? I don't believe that I have. I don't recall it, but I also probably wouldn't have noticed until I was later in high school. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember that. I had one teacher in sixth grade who I remember very specifically because I was like, I was like, I was not, I didn't consider myself an atheist until college, but I was always pretty like skeptical of religion, mostly because I didn't grow up in it. So it just all seemed very silly. Like I didn't realize people actually believed it. It just seemed like a fun goof we were all doing together. Anyway, she said, I once heard somebody say, to look out in the world and say there is no God is like having a delicious meal and saying there was no chef. And I, I was like 12, and I was like, no. No, I don't think so, actually. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> actually, nah. And when that's the person in charge of teaching you stuff. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We had to write a descriptive essay about chocolate. I don't know. It definitely made me the writer I am today. Um, <laughs> Pew also asked people, they said... How many of you know that teacher-led prayer is prohibited? And 100% of people said yes. <laughs> they did not. Oh. And so they asked two types of questions. Do you know it's illegal? And also, do you think, personally, is it inappropriate? Only 53% of the 
teenagers they surveyed said, I know it's illegal and it's inappropriate, which is the right answer. What was the percentage? Um, 53. 4% of them said, I think it's legal and I'm like, and it's inappropriate, which is weird. It's a wild, Um, a wild opinion to have. 11% said it's legal and I'm fine with it. They're like doubly wrong here. 11% of these people. That's impressive. Um, so, I mean, the, the propaganda that suggests it's totally fine for a teacher to pray in class. I mean, it's pretty widespread. And 29% said, I know it's illegal, but I'm fine with it. That's mm. the more disturbing one right there where they're saying, yeah, it's illegal, but I want my teacher to pray. I think yeah. that'd be a good thing. That's roughly three in 10 That's kids. not great. Um, so just wanted to bring that up. That's disturbing. Uh, do you want another disturbing story? Gimme. Okay. Have you heard of um, Miracle Mineral Supplement? I sadly have. I think we've talked about it a little bit on here we before. We have, because I remember there's a, a, a uh, Sawbones episode about it. Um, <laughs> so essentially what it is is diluted bleach. Yeah. Um, and it's also a snake oil. So um, I'm just going to read from the FDA. Um, some distributors are making false and dangerous claims that Miracle Mineral, mineral Supplement mixed with citric acid is an antimicrobial, antiviral, and antibacterial liquid that is a re- remedy for autism, cancer, HIV, AIDS, hepatitis, flu, and other conditions. But the FDA is not aware of any research showing that these products are safe or effective for treating any illness. Using these products may cause you to delay other treatments that have shown to be safe and effective. The bottom line, sodium chloride products are dangerous. You and your family should not use them. Like, just because bleach works in your laundry sometimes doesn't mean it cures anything. The reason we brought it up in the past is there's, like, these fringe churches, or at least one, that says, yeah, feed it to your kids, give them bleach. And there's video yeah, of them doing it and the kids crying for obvious reasons. Right. Um, so it's not just wrong, it's dangerous, it's harmful. The FDA is like, no, don't. Like they had to issue, uh, the FDA issued a statement saying, like, don't drink bleach. Like, it's, guys, that's stop. dumb. Um, and yet... Yeah, I'd recommend the Sawbones episode. It's called Bleach. It's from this past March. Um, and it's yet very this, good and upsetting. This woman recently in Kansas. Yeah. Um, what'd she do? Uh, so uh, her name is Laurel Austin, and she has four kids who are autistic. Two are fully functioning, uh, two are more severe. Um, she believes that their autism was caused by... Vaccine. Of course she does. They weren't. Let me just, guess. She's dumb enough to also think bleach is the cure. Yeah, I just want to do a little editorializing here. Autism is not called by, caused by vaccines. Um, yes, and plenty of parents with autistic kids would tell you there's nothing here to cure. Yes. Um, so the MMS um, protocol that she uses follows the directive of Kari Rivera, who's the author of Healing the Symptoms Known as Autism. This includes mixing equal parts from um, a couple bottles, uh, start, and you administer it starting with one drop up to 30 drops all the time, uh, over time. It's mixed into eight ounces of water and consumed one ounce at a time over the course of the day. So it's not like you're just chugging bleach straight from the bottle, to be clear. It's a diluted substance. But uh, so chemist Dr. David Van Horn said the diluted final product makes a fairly benign solution, but he does not recommend drinking it because it's coercive and toxic. So she's been um, feeding this or she fed this to her 25 year old son, Jeremy, um, and claims that his behavior has improved. Um, Her husband is accusing her of child abuse. Oh, hey, there's someone sane here. Yeah. In this couple. I think it's her ex-husband, actually. It's her ex-husband. I don't think he has... um, any custody over it but she said his behavior got better and i mean i am i'm sure the frustration of having even imagine watching with your wife or your ex-wife or your partner of any kind like poisoning your kids yeah and And then claiming that she's healing them yeah i it's listen like I'm sure the life of raising four autistic children is trying and she is desperate for solutions, but this ain't it. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who volunteers with special needs kids, a, a kid's change in behavior does not mean he's being quote unquote healed of his autism. Like this kind of thing, you know, behavior changes. 
it does. That's just sort of how the world works. It's really fucked up. It's fucked up that we think we have to cure autistic people. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a lot. So, yeah, let's not poison our kids. Let's not poison autistic people. I think we should just put a kibosh on poisoning. That's a good idea. So that's my hot take for the day. Nice. Anyway, it's fucked. Um, I don't think there's going to be any um, consequences, though, for her. Ugh. So that's cool and fun. And what, are we waiting for the kids to die before they do anything? It's fucked. Anyway, go ahead. Um, no, I, Illinois did something very interesting uh, regarding Planned Parenthood. Yes, I'm so excited to talk about this. So Missouri recently basically blocked access to abortion, yeah, safe abortion, banned. effectively blocked it. And we talked about this, that they had like a group had put up a billboard saying, hey, people in St. Louis, cross yeah. the border. We <laughs> right. got you. We, we will take care of you here. I had no idea this was happening. No, I didn't either. And they took great pains to, uh, to so make sure do? we didn't know. Yeah. So they built and opened a mega clinic. Near in southern Illinois, so people from Missouri can access safe and legal abortion, and it is such a fucking boss move. <laughs> it's an eighteen thousand square foot clinic. Um, it's they've been secretly building it for a year, which is a, like they used a shell corporation. Like it's the coolest like shit. Like everyone ever. was just like, "Well, that looks like a Walmart. I'll just walk away. Yeah, I'll come back when it's open." And then they open it up, and then they put the Planned Parenthood logo on it. So. Good. Um, and Illinois, of course, is one of the most progressive states now yeah, when it comes to women's right rights. Yeah, we're doing the right thing and ensuring that all women have, have the right to choose what happens to their own body, which I think is a cool thing to be able to do. <laughs> Way better than bleach. Yeah. <laughs> I am very curious now. So today morning, the Supreme Court just said, hey, we're going to take up a case that involves whether you all like abortion facilities need a doctor who has like hospital admitting privileges, right. which of course they're going to be like, yeah, you do. Even though it has nothing to do with how most abortions are done. Nope. Um, and so I wonder how that sort of the case, let's assume what's totally going to happen, which is the five conservative justices say, yeah, you have to have a doctor in these clinics uh, who's trained to perform like legal to cut open a woman, basically, you yeah. have to have someone with admitting privileges in a local hospital to administer the two pills that you take yeah. to get an abortion. Um, in actuality. Let's say that happens or they whatever the anti-choice people will just say, no, now you need these new restrictions like right. you need a slip and slide in every building because sure. you have to for safety. Yep. And then what happens to all these clinics, walks. including the abortion plex in southern Illinois? Like, do they have to now? I'm very curious how they design this place to accommodate the sort of crazy shit that anti-choice people will make them do in order to stay open. Because, of course, they're going to try to come up with new rules to yeah. shut places like this down as much as they can. I would bet if they went this far to make sure that the building was built safely and quickly... I bet they have looked ahead and probably already have. They kind of know what the anti-choice people are right. running with for now. Right. So, like, they will, I, I, if I had to wager a guess, I would say, yeah, they are going, to, are going to go above and beyond any, like, restrictions that they think might be coming to avoid getting shut down. Because, like, even just financially speaking, it would be a disaster if all of a sudden this the hospital admitting privileges thing took effect and they had to close. Like that's, right. that. There's no way they would have let that happen. I'm sure they. Oh God, I hope they thought. God, I hope they did. Right. Um, but yeah, that's super, uh, super exciting. I'm very excited about it. Um, Got anything else? I have two more things. Go for it. Um, one is oh, a teach. This is actually good news. A teacher was fired because he refused to use his students' correct pronouns. Um, this was... Yeah, this is in Virginia. This teacher, Peter Vlaming, he's at West Point High School in Virginia. Basically, he says there was a student in his class... West Point? Like, West Point? I don't West think Point? it's the uh, military one. Okay. Just a school named West Point, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. Um, but he teaches French. He had a student in his class, I think, last year. That student has now transitioned, mm -hmm. and the student said, use the proper pronoun. We're not talking about accidentally using the wrong one, but, like, use my pronoun. Yeah, yeah. And even though he said... His argument was, 
well, I don't use pronouns because I let kids pick their own French names and I call them by their French names. Which is a fucking wild thing to say. You don't use pronouns? <laughs> he said, if I have to talk Hemant to you... Hemant is talking to Hemant's microphone and Hemant's computer is in front of right, Hemant. every time. No, nothing. <laughs> a really and chill again, way to teach language. The issue wasn't he accidentally used the wrong one because I could kind of understand that, especially when you get to know a kid. Like you did one way 25 first. minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Many times. Um, not on purpose. So, in his lawsuit now, he, he eventually got fired because the school said, uh, insubordination, you're choosing not to use yeah. it, and when you do use it, you're using the wrong one, and you've gone out of your way to say, I'm not going to use the right one. Right. That's what they're mad about. Yeah. And his side is like, oh, he's getting fired for something he didn't even do. Well, it's kind Well, he of... said he's going to, like, do the wrong things. It's the same thing. Yeah, I think... And so he's... now he's suing for saying... They're firing me for going against my religion. Basically. Yeah, and he said something about his. Um, he, he he wouldn't use the pronoun because his religion forbade him from lying, and something like that. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah, my religion tells me I can't lie, but also this is the same guy who thinks his religion believes trans people don't exist. Right. So if your religion is teaching you lies then I don't really take your argument seriously about that shall not lie. Yeah, apparently there were some um, protests at the school in support of him, which fucking sucks. Which, of course, there are, because there are always protests in support of those teachers, and they're all like, he's a good teacher. Well, he's clearly not. Yeah, um, yeah he does not good care teachers about the health and well-being out. of his trans students, right. which fucking sucks. And also, it's not a majority rule sort of thing. It doesn't matter if everyone likes him. If he's not following the rules, the right. school can get rid of him. It's not like they didn't warn him about this. Right. Um, and everything they're accusing him of, like, you're basically denying the students humanity here yeah. on purpose. You say you're going to do that, uh, even if you haven't. She had to... Uh, I don't even know what the student is. The, the student dropped male. the class. The student identifies as male, yeah. Dropped the class because he couldn't deal with the teacher. Mm-hmm. And the teacher's like, yeah, well, that's, that's your thing. Yeah, that's fucked. Um, it's not up for a vote. Like, when he, the teacher decides he can't respect a student for existing, right? Like, that's the teacher's fault. Yeah, it's garbage. So. Um, and then I've got one more story. Um, so on the 8th, which I think is Monday, um, we should be paying attention to the Supreme Court. There's going to be some shit happening. Um, so essentially this case that's going... Have you heard of this? Um, it's Amy Stevens who got fired because she's trans. She got fired from a funeral home. Um, and she sued, and now her case is going all the way up to the Supreme Court because they're trying to figure out if trans people are covered by Title Seven. Um, so Title Seven uh, prevents employment discrimination, um, and it was in sort of a landmark case was in 1989. A woman was passed out for partnership uh, at a, presumably a law firm. I don't know if you can be a partner anywhere else. Um, and she was told that she needed to quote walk more femininely, talk more femininely, wear makeup, have her hair styled, and wear jewelry. Um, and that's why she. And, and if she did those things, her career would be more successful. Um, they found. This was an obvious violation of, of Title VII. Um, but the Trump administration is, uh, believes that employers can insist that men and women dress in a manner that allies with the stereotypical understandings of gender. So essentially they're saying they fired Amy Stevens not because she's trans, but because they think she should be dressing as a man. Um, and so they're saying this person's violating our dress code. That's why we fired Yeah, literally exactly that. Um, Title VII, uh, Trump's lawyer's claim, permits uh, permits influ- employers to force women to conform to sex stereotypes so long as they also force men to conform to parallel sex stereotypes. So under this logic, I could work somewhere and my employer would tell me I had to wear a skirt as long as they specifically said men cannot wear skirts. Mm. Which, like, it is 2019. What the fuck are we doing here? This, hey, conservatives have a majority on the court. They will do everything they can to get all their hot button cases through just, as much as they can. Why does this fucking matter to anybody? Why is gender this, expression so hard for people to fucking deal with? And it doesn't affect them, is at the thing. At all. At all, at all. It's, it's shameful. It's, this is going to be such a black mark on our... Like, we've done a lot of shady shit as a country, and this is going to be among them of... We're seeing cases like this to make sure people 
dress in a certain way because it makes people more comfortable. It's fucking shameful is what it is. Thanks, Susan Collins, for voting for Brett Kavanaugh. I swear to God, Susan Collins is so far on my shit list. Um, Did you have any other stories? No, I'm good. Um, Hey, get your flu shot. I just got my flu shot yesterday. I went to the DMV to renew my license and got a flu shot, so I just sort of packed a nightmare day in. Um, Also, I'm like fully into horror movies this season. We like basically mid-August through November, Mikey and I are just (laughs) consistently watching like good and bad horror movies. Um, There is one called Pure on Hulu. It's part of a series that they're doing of like feature-length horror movies that like come out once a month. Um, It's about a purity ball thing, a purity weekend thing, and it's a horror movie, and it is extremely good and very much on my aesthetic. Spoiler alert, the men get theirs. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's really good. I'd recommend it. It's on Hulu. I enjoyed it heartily. Um, Yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys tomorrow or today. Yeah, come on down if you're in Chicago. Um, It's the only time I get out of my house for a year. Yeah, this is going to be really good. I don't think I've ever seen Hemet in a bar. Yeah, that's probably (laughs) it. Um, but we're really excited, um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E, Hemet. I'm at Hemet Meta on Twitter, and... Donate to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. We're getting yep. close to transcripts. And we'll talk to you next week. All right, or see you tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Bye. Bye.